are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening into Locked On Big Ten, everything you need to know about the conference every day of the week. Alongside Jacob Rood, host of Locked On Hoosiers, I'm Nate Dickinson. Coming up on today's show, we're going to give you a look at the first round of the NFL draft as we get ready for draft day here today. It could be a huge number, like first time in 15 years number of Big Ten players taken in the first round here, Jacob. A lot of guys who are going to have their names called here and are going to be able to make big impacts on NFL teams right away, day one. Yeah, starting at the very top when... Uh, the Big Ten might have the number one pick in the draft. Um, it's it's interesting just kind of taking a a broad look at it because it's it's a lot of the same positions that the Big Ten has kind of produced for these first round prospects. A lot of edge rushers, a lot of wide receivers, but a lot of really good ones in both. And the result is, yeah, there's going to be a lot of uh, guys that are going to step on the field and be able to make impacts um, on both sides of the ball this uh, this upcoming season. One of the bigger stories and one of the reasons why the Big Ten is projected to do so well here in this draft is because like around college football, the Big Ten doesn't have that many quality quarterbacks coming out this year, or at least not that kind of prime prospect that teams are really looking for when they're looking at spending a first round pick on a quarterback. So there will be quarterbacks taken, but I mean, I've heard talks about maybe not until like even 20 at the Steelers is where we could see our first one. People could trade up, things can happen, but there's a few teams there early that could use a quarterback, but all those teams could also use a whole bunch of other things. Obviously, they're picking in the top 10, so that's why. But it seems like at least this year, there's an opportunity for more of those kind of, like you said, Big Ten strength players, those guys who are in the trenches, those guys who are able to wide receivers get down the field to skill guys who are going to be able to maybe move up a little bit just because the quarterbacks won't be there taking some of those spots. Uh, let's start with Aiden Hutchinson, though obviously going to be the top guy out of the big 10 taken. The question now is, is he going to be the number one overall pick a few weeks ago? It seemed like that would be close to a conclusion. The mood has changed a little bit now. And while it still seems like he won't drop out of like top three, it's not as confident that the Jaguars are going to change their opinion on him. It's hard to talk about this kind of stuff. Cause this was a change that happened while Aiden Hutchinson was doing nothing sitting on the couch. <laughs> yeah. The it's always fascinating to follow the uh, just kind of prospects going up and down when they are doing absolutely nothing. And it's just kind of narrative driven almost in some ways. And just like sitting back, watching all this unfold and suddenly your stock starts to plummet for who even knows why. So uh, yeah, it it's, it's one of those things as well, where you have all this time um, Jacksonville's known they've been on the clock forever. They've had all this time to look over prospects and, uh, maybe you start second guessing yourself a little bit, but regardless, kind of, as you said, even if he's not the number one pick, he's going to be a top at four, three or four pick at the worst. So uh, he's a, a special talent and uh, yeah, he he's very much worthy of being the number one pick though. I've heard a lot about, as we talk about uh, uh, Aiden Hutchinson here, if he doesn't go first overall, Detroit lions have that second pick. I've heard a lot about the lions liking Kayvon Thibodeau, but at the same time, this is a guy in Aiden Hutchinson who is ranked by the experts as, depending on where you look at, the top guy in this draft. 
has been pretty consistently throughout not just this offseason process, but also all of the college football season. Somebody who was thought of as a top guy in this draft, which I guess doesn't really have that much variation from the other guys at the top, but he's a Michigan man. Yeah, which a potential to go to Detroit there with that second pick. I feel like if I'm a betting guy, I'm not making any sort of wagers for him going any lower than number two. If he doesn't go one, I feel like the Lions are going to be right there and ready to take him with the talent, but also with all of the things around who he is as a person and football player and to that fan base. I feel like really pushes it over the edge if there was any sort of, I guess, tie breaking to be had here. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The the point, kind of one of the last points you made, just being from Michigan. And I think I always like think that stuff matters to some degree, um, kind of keeping a hometown, quote unquote, kid and building that excitement. And it, it's uh, I mean, he's just so good that it's hard. I, I don't follow the draft a ton, but it's hard for me to believe that anybody was better than what he was this past season. He was as disruptive as anybody I can remember. And uh, for Detroit, I mean, just kind of building some of that excitement back around the the area and having this Michigan kid that uh, it, as a top prospect, like if, if I was Detroit, uh, I don't think I could, if, if Hutchinson slipped past the number one pick from Jacksonville, I think I would race up to the podium to, to put the, name card in or whatever they they make the call whatever the cliche is i'd be doing that to to do this pick because i mean they have a need for an edge rusher alone and for it being a, a michigan guy that is as good of a player and good of a person as he is like it, it just seems like a slam dunk if he's even there at number two BetOnline.net is your place to go for all of your sports betting needs whether it be actually placing your bets or just the sports info and lines and things that you need to know to make sure that you're making the smart bets, Bet Online has it all. It can be your one-stop shop for anything that you want to do as far as sports gambling goes. And again, they're always renovating with new ways to put your money on your favorite players and teams. And the new website just looks good too. If you've been betting on sports online for a while, you know that that's far from a guarantee. Head on over to Bet Online right now and see what I'm talking about. Bet Online where the game starts and Detroit too has had such bad luck not only with drafting they've been at the top of this draft quite a while but also just uh, keeping their players there or just playing I mean Matt Stafford obviously leaves after a long time it's not like he wasn't loyal to the city but I mean you see in recent years Calvin Johnson ends up retiring out of Detroit I mean you can go way way back not that it really has any sort of standing with the current regime Barry Sanders retired in the middle of his prime while playing for Detroit so I'm not saying it obviously matters if they're talking about who the prospect is. They're not going to take a guy just because he was in the backyard. But if it's a conversation, those things matter. And Mm -hmm. it's more than just the off the field stuff. It's a matter of when that second, third contract comes around. If it gets to that point, how do you make sure that this guy is going to remain an asset on your team? I feel like the easiest way to do that is to pick up someone from around home. But Again, we'll see what happens. Aiden Hutchinson is far from the biggest variation that we'll deal with here in this draft. It's been a nice little wrinkle having that kind of question to ask here going into draft day. Who will go number one? Why is it that Aiden Hutchinson isn't the the pick as he was before? But it's not really that much of a conversation about how good he is and where he stands. 
A much more interesting conversation to have is with the wide receivers, though, Jake, because there's a lot of them. And maybe even more so the fact that there's a lot of them is the fact that among the top like four or five, as I've started listening to NFL draft stuff and the experts on things, it seems like a lot of people have these four wide receivers going in a lot of different ways. If you go on bet online, you can actually bet on each individual combination of four as to what order the top four guys are going to actually go in or it could, I mean, those four wide receivers that are presumed as the top guys, what order they'll go in. So it seems more random than ever right now, as far as like clear cut top talent at a couple of really skill positions and wide receiver may be the thickest of all of them, as far as just the skill you're going to be able to get at the top of the first round, at the end of the first round, which we'll talk about here in a little bit and really throughout the draft, but especially here in this first round, it seems like not only is there really good talent, but there's also really even talent. And I don't think anybody really knows. Like I'm confident saying Garrett Wilson will go over Chris Alave, but I'm not 100% confident on it. And I don't know if that's at pick 10 or at pick 20. It's really, really up in the air right now. Yeah, it very much seems like it just kind of comes down to almost personal preference for what the front mm-hmm. office, um, what they value in these wide receivers, because it, it really feels like, in some ways it's a coin flip with a lot of these guys. Do you prefer this guy over this guy? And kind of, as you said, uh, most would expect Wilson to be over a lot or to be drafted over a lave, but I mean, I wouldn't bet any kind of big money on that. There's just so much uh, variance in in, um, how front offices and teams look at, at skill sets. So yeah, whether it's Wilson or, or Williams or London or Burks or Olave, kind of those five seem to be the five that are kind of bunched together there in that first round. And I, it's really hard to, to kind of like project because you look everywhere and they, they could land in I, just about anywhere it feels like in, in that first round. As you said, there's just so much variance that it's hard to kind of pin down um, who would be most interested in them. But I mean, when you have um, as much talent in those areas as you do as well, maybe one team prefers uh, Jameson Williams over Garrett Wilson or something like that. And then it it seems like that's kind of the area where someone starts slipping and then suddenly um, a team in the 20s has a steal of a draft pick or something like that. I think it'll be really interesting to see where the first wide receiver goes and what happens immediately after, because it looks like whoever the first guy is, it'll be somewhere around that like eight, nine, 10 range. Maybe you're looking at teams uh, like Atlanta, like Seattle, New York Jets, guys who just need skill players at the moment or need to replace DK Metcalf who doesn't want to play for him. But anyway, (laughs) it's a situation where there's a lot of guys there. And I feel like when that first one goes, there are going to be a lot of teams right after that who had either that guy or the next guy on their big board at the top and is really hustling. I mean, we, it's not that deep of a conversation to have to talk about kind of how you go through those runs in the course of a draft, one guy goes, and then all of a sudden the next five picks, there's three or four wide receivers taken. But I feel like this draft is really susceptible to that. So once one guy goes, I think the floodgates will start to open. We'll see Garrett Wilson go maybe a little of a break before we get to like that Chris Alave group after we see those first four or so wide receivers get out of there. But I don't see any way that Garrett Wilson, because of the fact that there's a lot of teams that want wide receivers, there's always that, but also a lot of teams 
real bunch together who are going to be in that market, I feel like we're going to have a nice little like either 10 through 15 or 15 through 20 kind of run where we get those like three, four wide receivers that we had when it was uh, like Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson and them going through that season, even though those were different drafts. Uh, moving on. Offensive lines, another uh, position that is similar to wide receiver in that when you're drafting these guys in the first round, it's an expected immediate impact, more so on the offensive line than probably everywhere else. Tyler Linderbaum from Iowa is a little bit of a unique prospect because as far as just raw talent goes, he's pretty consistently like top five in this draft. A, a very agreeable like 10-year starter as long as things go well <laughs> for this guy. Plus, you just plug him into your line and then you're done. The problem is like safeties, which we'll talk about with Daxton Hill maybe here in a minute, Offensive linemen aren't in huge demand. Interior offensive linemen aren't in huge demand. If you want to be a top 10 pick on the line, you're probably going to have to be protecting somebody's blind side. Tyler Linderbaum does not do that, but he's still insanely good. He's still going to be a first round pick and he's going to be a steal for whoever gets him. It's a wide range of teams that can end up taking him too. I mean, throughout the end of that first round, anybody could use a lineman right now. Everybody could use another lineman. So I was going to say, you, you can never have too many linemen. Uh, and it's always, I mean, drafting linemen isn't exactly the sexiest pick. It's right. not nearly as fun to talk about as all these receivers we just talked about. So um, there's always kind of that aspect of it. But yeah, I mean, you, I, I say it as a joke, you can never have too many linemen, but it's true. Like you, you can never have too many of uh, a interior linemen, exterior, whatever it is, like having depth there is always great. So, and with uh, Tyler, I mean, you said it, he, he was fantastic at, at Iowa and he's going to be kind of a, a long-term starter and wherever that may be, whether it is center, whether they move him to one of the guard positions, um, he's going to be someone that plays for quite a while in the NFL. It's just uh, which team, want has a need and and values him over one of those sexier picks maybe over one of those wide receivers or or one of those edge rushers or, or whatever it may be um but yeah he very much has a i, I think he's going to have a very lengthy career it's just a matter of uh which team needs him or wants him because um a lot of teams that are kind of in the range of where he's going to be drafted um like the Steelers, for example, like they need a quarterback, but are they going to value taking a, a Tyler over um, a quarterback or something of that nature? In this draft, it might not be as hard of a choice, but uh, it'll just be interesting to see that debate that teams will have with a player like him. Jacob Rude with us here on Locked On Big Ten today. We're going through first round draft picks in the conference, or at least potential first round draft picks coming out here in the NFL draft today. We've gone through the best of the best as we continue to look down here, Jacob. I, I want to go to the safety position. I mentioned earlier that safety is a spot that just isn't all that glamorous in the NFL anymore. Again, if you're going to be drafting high players, you get corners, you get guys who, who can guard the wide receivers. But as far as the safety goes, I, I mean, it's just not the kind of in-demand position in today's NFL that really lends itself to being a super high pick. So you end up having a guy like Daxton Hill, maybe the best safety in the country. He's like one or two in this draft board right now, but he's not going to go until like 
in the 20s, end of the first round, just because that's who he is right now as a player. Teams I'm looking at for him, I think Eagles, uh, their past defense has been consistently terrible. Uh, Steelers at 20, possibly if they don't go quarterback. Cowboys at 24 or another team. But it's around that range for me. When someone will end up taking a chance on him, it's just a matter of who wants a safety. This isn't a talent thing. This isn't any sort of somebody liking him more or less than anybody else at the position. He's clearly one of, if not the best guy at that spot. It's just, it's not a very wanted spot. This is always a, a hard uh, position for me to properly evaluate because I always have a, I, I've always enjoyed safeties. There's a really good safety. It's just been a position I like. So uh, I probably value him more than what other teams do uh, when looking at the, the kind of projections and whatnot, I, I would say the the one thing that might help Daxon Hill is just kind of his versatility and his ability to to really line up in a lot of places. Whether it is at safety, whether he moves closer to the line uh, and plays maybe it's slot corner or just kind of moves around the defense, whatever it is, um, just having that level of versatility will be uh, valuable to especially when the safety in some ways is kind of being devalued as you kind of talked about. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's, it's interesting to try to figure out where he's going to go though, because I mean, it'd be kind of cool if he did go to the lions, if they did draft Hutchinson and, and they, they land a couple of uh, Michigan guys, but it's hard to say uh, maybe somewhere as high as Dallas at, at 24, or, uh, maybe he slips. I would be surprised if he slipped into the second round. He just seems uh, so talented, but uh, it's one of those situations where somebody somebody always slips, uh, and with the way that uh, safeties are viewed and whatnot, maybe it's him. I'd be surprised. So I, I see him as, as someone that is really, really talented, though, and um, just his versatility is what sticks out to me. Yeah, ESPN Analytics does some numbers on guys. It, Daxton Hill's highest, at least projected pick numbers at 24 to those Cowboys right now with pretty much, of course, all the picks around it being the next most likely spot for him to go. So they're pegging him at around that area, depending on what teams need. And of course, all the stuff like that. Last name I want to talk about is another wide receiver, Jahan Dotson of Penn State. He's someone who is again, part of a very, very deep wide receiver class this season. We've had a few different very deep wide receiver classes in a row here. There's been discussion about like, is it just going to always be incredible wide receivers ready to make wide receiver one impacts from the start from now on? But Dotson's in a bit of an odd spot because it really depends on where the people in front of him go. There's a pretty clear set number of wide receivers that he has to wait to hear their names called before he gets his name called. So could he be mid-20s end of the first round pick? Absolutely. Could he slip into the second round? Absolutely. I'd maybe even put my money on that, depending on how things end up going here throughout this first round here today with like trades and people moving around and things like that. But he's talented. He's insanely talented. And he's a guy who I think just kind of gets buried in the rough here in a mound of insanely, insanely highly talented wide receivers in this class. He's I mean, he's someone that like in any other year he would be it seems like a surefire first round pick but just because of the nature of uh all the wide receivers we talked about earlier he is a borderline first round pick uh some of this a lot of this really will deter will be determined by 
as you kind of said earlier, who's going to be the first one to pull the trigger on a wide receiver? If it is Atlanta at eight, and that starts the run of them, and they're all gone really early, then maybe teams at the uh, bottom of the first round uh, change their mind because they they aren't sure if, if receivers will be there. So maybe uh, even like a Bucks or something like that toward the end of the first round, um, if all the other guys are gone and they were gone early, maybe they they convince themselves that uh, they need to take Dotson and, and make an impact, but. He's another guy that, like like I said, any other draft, he would be uh, so high up there. He's such a, just a kind of explosive playmaker, um, so, like, acrobatic and athletic that it's uh, it, it's just incredible that, to me, he isn't just kind of a surefire first-round pick. But, I mean, that just, as you said, shows how talented the wide receivers are in this draft class and just in general as the drafts have been going along. And, again, it's not top-heavy. It's not a huge amount of talent. People are saying this isn't some sort of five breakout star draft class we're going to have, but the depth is there and it's going to end up possibly hurting a guy like Jahan Dotson because he ends up at maybe like a 25, but at the same time, I could easily see Chris Alave falling down to like a 25 and then Dotson's waiting to like 35, 40. It, it yep. all depends on, again, how things play out when they start up at seven o'clock Eastern here tonight in the NFL draft. Jacob here with Locked On Hoosiers with us. Before we let you go, Jacob, I, I found a couple of fun props on Bet Online that I wanted to run by you really, really quick. Not anything super specific, but first off at betonline.net, if you want to go play with us, over under six and a half Big Ten picks in the first round. We just went over eight names. And others, ones we need to mention Daniel Falele of Minnesota, David Ajabo of Michigan, Arnold Abicati as well. He, these are guys who could easily go in the first round too, but we just, we didn't end up talking about here today. I, I would go over, that might be some, some hometown bias to that one, but <laughs> yeah, there were a couple names we didn't even mention that uh, are also going to be in contention for first round picks. Uh, yeah. I'm feeling some hometown bias. I, I, I'll say over. It's me too. I, I think there have been, I think it was, yeah, 2006 I saw. It was the last time the Big Ten had eight first-round picks. That is on the table here, but I think seven's a decent bet. I think seven's there to be had and to be had with some wiggle room, too. Like, even if one or two yeah. of these guys uh, don't end up getting into that round like we talked about. The more fun one I want to talk about, though, is a bet online odd put out. Big Ten is minus 150 right now. The bet is... Total number of players drafted in the first round. Is it the entirety of the Big Ten or Alabama and Georgia combined? <laughs> it's a bet on bet online right now. I believe uh, Alabama, Georgia was plus 110, Big Ten's minus 150, which is not a great market, but uh, we can talk to bet online about that. Anyway. <laughs> that is, I love that. That's that's really funny. Uh, I'm, I'm back in the Big Ten. This is locked on Big Ten. I, I'm not going to let those SEC guys have that one. I'm back in the Big Ten on this one. I agree. Again, it's minus 150. So Vegas agrees yeah. too, but it's uh, eight Alabama. I haven't looked all the way down at like all the potential Alabama and Georgia players that could go, but I do believe that uh, at least when you get down into that back half, of that first round, Big Ten has a pretty big advantage. It's going to be really fun to at least keep track of that though and uh, see what ends up happening here throughout the day. Again, it'll be, we're thinking at least six possibly up to eight names for us to go over here tomorrow on Locked On Big Ten. 
Until then, of course, Jacob Rude's here with us from Locked On Hoosiers once a week. He's, of course, on Locked On Hoosiers every single weekday, Monday through Friday. Jacob, before we go, let, uh, let you remind us where you can get all your stuff. Yeah, you can follow us on Twitter just at LO underscore Hoosiers. And then you can just follow me on Twitter as well as uh, at Jacob Rude. Real simple.